Mr. Wadman, we have brought you this lovely fern to use in your photograph. <laughs> uh, okay, it is, uh, it's Tuesday, it's May 8th, uh, and, and this is a very special episode of On Taking Pictures. A very special episode? Like a Blossom episode? I, no, I don't. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like one of those after-school specials, you know, like <laughs> The More You Know, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> the More You Know About Photography. Uh, so it's, it's on taking pictures. It is episode three, one, five. Yep. Oh, wow. What's going on outside? Something blown up outside. Apparently there's a, like a Harley Davidson festival just rode by. Uh, it is episode three fifteen. Uh, Jeffrey Sidorson, Silver Spring, Bill Wadman, not in Brooklyn. Not in Brooklyn. Tell the kids where you are, Bill. <laughs> I'm in London, England, London, England. London, England. Uh, right. Yeah, been in been in London since uh, Sunday, I guess it was. And Sunday morning. What is the Bill? Tell the kids what is the best beer you've had since you've been there. Ha ha ha! Very cute. Um, <laughs> yeah, have not had any beer since I've been here. Um, but, hey, let's uh, go have a pint of water. Yeah, <laughs> so boring. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I but I but I've walked. I I added it up. It uh, I have walked for the fifteen twenty nine miles since I got here on Sunday. So in nice forty eight hours, I've walked twenty nine miles, which is a pretty good pretty good clip. Um, which makes it even more impressive that Bill was in heels. Yeah, so yes. actually, that. my feet are completely ripped apart at the moment. I bought brand new Doc Martens <laughs> a couple weeks ago. And uh, I broke them, break in. them in, man. I know, but then the one on my left foot, for some reason, is breaking in such that the crease is, like, ripping apart my big toe. And I don't know why. Like, it bent in a certain way, you know, the first time it bent or whatever, and so I got to figure that out. So anyway, yeah. Can you get some of that, uh, like, like mole, uh, is it moleskin? Moleskin, the little tape, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, I got to... Yeah, don't, don't, put a, don't put a notebook on your foot. It's not yeah, that Yeah, I was going to say... <laughs> Um, that guy's got notebooks strapped to his feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just uh, before we get off the London thing, I wanted to say that uh, on Thursday evening, I think we're going to meet at a little pub in Soho. If there's any listeners or London people who want to say hi or or whatnot, I will I will tweet out a, a location. But uh, so watch Bill Wadman Twitter or, or uh, email me or whatever it is. And uh, I think Thursday evening we're going to try to get together. Somebody get a photo of Bill with a beer in his hand. I don't care if he drinks it. Oh, Just we get can... a photo of him holding a pint. Oh, that's easy enough. I could do that. There probably are yeah. pictures of me with a beer in my hand for you right. know, show, show purposes. Uh... For show purposes. It's, it's <laughs> apple juice. Give him a break. Um, yeah, you know, I'll tell you. You, you ever go to – I mean, maybe your experience in Paris was like this the other day. I've been to London – I don't know. Like, let's say this is the eighth time I've been to London, right? Mm-hmm. Um the past two days have been high 70s, low 80s, dry, sunny, gorgeous wow. days. It has been it like is the weather that you never get in London exactly, from Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. it's been unbelievable. Like everyone's out in the parks because it was yesterday was a bank holiday. Everyone's out in the parks. It's beautiful. You're walking around. I went to museums yesterday. I'm sitting out, out on a porch eating lunch or whatever. And you just think my God, why does anyone live anywhere else? You know, you get those sort of like, there's certain places and times where you feel that way. Of course. Because then it's going to rain for the next 42 days. Well, exactly. Yeah. On Thursday <laughs> and Friday, it's supposed to be disgusting. So I'm, I'm soaking it in, but it's just like, there's some places and times where I've, I've realized as much as I love natural beauty and, and, you know, I love going to Yosemite and I love doing these things and walk, driving down to Big Sur like I did a few weeks ago, but Man, there's something about being in like a kinetic area where there's a lot of people yeah. and everyone's in a good something mood. Something about a city. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with yeah. you, man. I love nature. I love camping. I love being out in it. But there is something about, it's like static electricity yeah. in a city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? Especially yeah. places like New York and London and, and Tokyo and whatever, like the, like the big places that kind of have their own thing going on. Um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, so anyway, it's just, it's been this delightfully electric sort of past few days. So did you, have you seen people out with cameras? Have you seen people taking pictures? Uh, I have seen a number of people with cameras, both, uh, uh locals and a guy, there was a German guy with a uh, Canon AE one around his neck on the train yesterday. And I made a comment nice. and I don't think he had any idea what I was saying. So, uh, I, I let it drop. Or he maybe like, he did. Yeah. He was like, he's like, great. I'm going to act like I don't speak English. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, no, yeah, no, Espico <laughs> Inglés. And you're like, aren't you German? And he's like, uh, no. 
Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I ran into a guy at the National Gallery with a Nikon DF around his neck. Oh yeah, sure. and I, you rarely see those out in the wild. Is that the one with I, the chunky sort of really well. top? Yeah, yeah looks yeah, kind of yeah. like an FE or, or an FM. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's uh yeah, so yeah, a lot of a lot of people with cameras, but I mean a lot of tourists, you know, just taking pictures. Actually, I was walking down the embankment yesterday, uh, two days ago, I guess it was, and uh, I saw a guy jump off the London Bridge, not the Tower Bridge. But the one next to it, which is just like this normal flat bridge, this guy jumped off it into the Thames. And everyone's like, what? Huh. You know, everyone's pointing and whatever. And all these ships huh. are going by because the Thames is really dangerous because it's tidal and there's a lot of currents and stuff. And they were they threw life rafts to them and he wouldn't go to them, the life preservers. I think he maybe so was, was trying a, to kill himself. Was it a something? suicide attempt? I don't know. And then the, then the police came and, and pulled him out and it was like this whole thing. But I was just weird. saying, yeah, it was really weird. I was... I was like, wow, suddenly I'm in, uh, and then and then I was over by Parliament, and there was a guy playing uh, Despacito. Is that the name of that song? You know, sure. Despacito. On a bagpipe. I said, I've, nice. seen, I've seen it all. I can go nice. home now. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Yeah. So, can I get a ride to the airport? Uber? Anyone? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> anyway. That's uh, funny. So so so, what do we got? We got some stuff to talk about. We'll keep it uh, lively and, and easy today. But uh, you got anything you want to bring up? To start with? well, okay. So the the uh, we've talked about this this photographer Ruth Orkin, mm-hmm. uh, the American girl in Italy. Love that picture. Yeah. So the American girl in Italy, uh, Nina Lee Allen Craig, uh, died at ninety. Oh, wow! She lived to ninety years uh, old. Yeah, twenty three at the time. Uh, in, uh, let's see, in August, there's an article on, on, uh, the Washington post in August, 1951 at a dollar a night hotel in Florence, two American women came face to face in the hallway one morning. One was Ruth Orkin, a promising 29 year old photojournalist who was seeking a subject for a magazine photo spread about the experiences of women traveling abroad alone, a rare thing to do at the time. The other was Nina Lee Allen, a 23-year-old adventure-seeking graduate of Sarah Lawrence who had been traveling solo for months through France, Spain, and Italy. She went by Jinx because she thought it sounded exciting. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right? uh, the, uh, the 50s. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, if, if you guys have not seen this photograph, it's a terrific photograph. Uh, we used we'll her as a photographer notes. for the week at one point. Didn't we yeah, didn't we have somebody recreate this or something? Didn't we talk about uh, it at one point? I can't. I think so. Yeah. And if you would like to go back and listen to that episode, uh, it is episode number two eighty. Oh, uh, so it's not long ago. Thank you to Christopher Matheson for maintaining the archive of of photographers of the week. Yep, there you go. Um, and uh, I will put a go. link in the show notes. I mean, look at that! Wow, long life, ninety years old. Not bad. Yeah. Not yeah. and bad. that that's an interesting time for. Uh, to be to to live through that period in photography, I mean, sure. to to see, you know, kind of the rise in popularity of photography, and then the change yeah. to digital, yeah. and 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 all of the trends that have happened in photography. What a, what a great life just to witness, you know, the art form change. Sure, yeah, yeah. I you know, I I had lunch last week, I guess it was with uh, with Randy Duchesne, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and he and I were sitting there, and we were just talking about it, and just saying, you know. All of these pictures that everyone loves, like this one and, and of this era, you know, the William Klein stuff and, the, you know, all the street stuff that we like. Most of those guys, even if later in their life they were selling prints for a lot of money, you know what I mean? That, you know, the sort of right. resurgence thing. At the time, they weren't making anything or they were making, yeah. you know, a hundred bucks for, you know, three days worth of shooting or, you know, here's, here's 20 bucks, kid, go take a picture, you know? Yeah. So a lot yeah, of yeah. these pictures that we have are these famous pictures are actually just these little shots for tiny little things they didn't make any money on at the time you know uh, luckily they yeah. held on to the copyright or else they really would be screwed um yeah it's and and a lot of, like this photo she said took 30 about 35 seconds to take right. this photo yeah do you think those guys were actually acting that way or did she say walk up to them and say hey listen well she says in the in the article uh i spoke only to two of the men on the motor scooter she told the times in 1995 i yelled to them to tell the others not to look at the camera Oh, I see. Okay. So just gave a little direction so everybody was looking at uh as at uh Ms. Allen Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the fact Great that photo, Ms. Allen agreed to a photo shoot uh, to the photo shoot on a lark. 
Like, yeah, sure, I'll do yeah. it. And like, then she I'll, becomes I'll do that. It's probably one of the hundred most famous pictures in history or something, you know. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so people, when somebody asks you to take yeah. a picture today, remember, you never know where it's gonna you, go. You never know. You never know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you so you have you have some thoughts on your thirty day. What 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 thoughts do you have? Yeah, well, okay. So here I'm and I'm not gonna spend too much time on this. Um it is all about finding the right challenge. So I, we, we gave me this challenge and I've worked on it for a week. Uh, and, and I haven't come up with anything that I think moves the needle in an appreciable way. Right, right, right. Um, and it just ends up becoming an exercise in frustration rather than an exercise in growth. And I'm all for a challenge being right. challenging. I get that. I, I, but I, I, think, I guess my question is, Finish your thought. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, I I think it has to be the right challenge that that it helps me get to where I want to go. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I feel like you know, on some level, I I've I've worked a lot of years to get good at what I do, putting up stuff that I don't even find interesting just for the sake of doing it right. doesn't really help. Yeah, but it's 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 interesting to me. Okay, so the, the the reason why we started talking about this whatever it was a 3 weeks ago or whatever we started this yeah. conversation. It was this idea of, you know, I've I and I'm I'm taking the personal I, you know, in this case. You know, I've tried to shoot things like this and it never seems to work. Every time I tried it always seems to 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 be be wrong right which it sounds mm -hmm. like that's sort of the reaction you're getting to the stuff you're trying to make right like you're trying to do it and it just doesn't feel right like you're just not getting there well it it doesn't feel right but it's also not something it, it's not in the wheelhouse of what i'm trying to do right you know if 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 you're a photographer and you're going gosh i'd really like to shoot more like such and such that's already in the wheelhouse of, of where you're trying to get either creatively or in your career or in your, you know, in your hobby and your passion, whatever, however you look at photography in your own life. I'm not trying to be a collage artist, right? I'm not trying to create magazine spreads. So on some level, this particular challenge, I mean, a more appropriate challenge for where I'm currently at in my life would be, okay, I'm going to do a, a five minute daily podcast every day for a month. Right. Okay. You know, yeah. or, something like, or I'm going to go have a conversation with a stranger and record that and put that up every day for a month. Right. That would be not only a, a challenge because I do have to go out and find somebody to talk to. Sure. But it would be, I think a more relevant challenge to where my current trajectory is taking me. But it also is very much in your wheelhouse, right? <clears throat> like, I mean, that, um, that, that, I don't, that, that, I don't know. That, I, I mean, mean, other than it, the, other than the, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, the, the, the limitation of having to do it every day, that's something you could certainly do and that you don't really have much question of whether or not you could have a conversation with somebody for five minutes, I mean, right? Maybe. Yeah. Haven't you struggled at, at times over the past two years taking photos of somebody every day? Uh, sure, mostly, yeah, oh, sure, 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 sure. But I mean, but like I've never questioned whether I'd be able to take pictures of somebody if I found somebody, you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Uh, so, so, and- I think, and, I think the challenge in that would be, I mean- the way you're approaching it, you're setting all this stuff in advance. You're not like going, okay, the challenge is I'm going to leave the house and find somebody to photograph. Oh, that's probably a without... third of the time in the past year. Yeah. 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 And uh, are those more challenging? Um, it's funny. The, the, they're more challenging mostly because those people will generally give me less time than somebody that I've set up. You know what I mean? And it might be in mm -hmm. a less than ideal situation lighting wise or, you know, situ you know, location. Um, but then some of those end up being really strong. So you, you never yeah, know. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I, I yeah. think it's a question of, again, sort of marshalling my time and figuring out what's going to be an appropriate challenge All right. and what's going to be a distraction. All right. So, and I feel like it's, it's taken me so long to get some momentum around. I mean, you know, I mean, l let's face it. I'm doing three podcasts right now. Sure, the big, the big and there's model. movement. There's momentum in all three of those things. Yep. Okay. So to give myself something that is that is potentially uh, sucking time away from moving forward without really an appreciable goal. I mean, it's let let's say that I am able to do this and able to 
make things that I think are are good, whatever that means. Sure. Yeah. So what? That's not the direction that I'm moving in either creatively or professionally. So how is it relevant? And maybe maybe the relevance is that it's hard. And, yeah. And well, I guess the the, you know, the, the the I think the original idea was let's take something that you don't think you'd be good at and see if you'd actually get better at it if you did it a lot. That's, and that's and idea, maybe it's right. the frequency. Yeah. Maybe maybe doing one of these a week is right. doable, but one a day, giving myself only an hour, I mean, that's not even enough time to cut out the assets. Right, right, it's right. not enough time to source the material. Right. All so right. Well, then what, put a I, I think I need to... I, put, a, put a pin on this, and then let's discuss it when I'm back next week when I have more time. Yeah, I want to come back to it okay. and figure out a, a better... Some better. Some, uh, I want to. I want to tweak the brief. Okay. Well, then let's uh, let's let's yeah. Put a pin in that. And and if anybody has any thoughts on the matter uh, and the way yeah. we're going about this, uh, send us an email. Podcast at ontakingpictures.com. Podcast at ontakingpictures. Um, and maybe maybe one of the challenges is you know you know we mentioned the conversations. I don't have in person conversations with people. Right. Not recorded. Yeah. They're all over Skype. So maybe that's part of like you have to take some mics and take your recorder yeah. and go find somebody to talk to for ten minutes. Yeah. Even just setting up one a week from your neighbor, like like these are the people in Jeffrey's neighborhood. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it would you know is is not a is not a terrible you know something like right. that would would not be a terrible. So thing. let's let's work on it and okay. let's and plus then you'll be back and let's figure out something that we can both yeah. kind of tackle yeah, yeah. together. Um, yeah, right. it's it's uh so so yesterday I'm walking around. I'm, yeah, I'm going to tell you a little story. Sit back and listen. Tell to me, story. A, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I'm going to sit back. Yeah. I've got my I've got my whiskey. I've got my pipe. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Wait, if you were if, if whiskey and pipe, shouldn't you be the one telling the story? Um, right. Okay. So, so no, I don't have my whiskey and I don't have a. Pipe. You've 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 got your little cap and you're sitting cross-legged on the floor. <laughs> That's right. Next to the fire. That's right. That's um, right. So I go to the National Portrait Gallery, um, which is uh, uh, where the Taylor Wessing Prize is shown that we talk yep. about sometimes and stuff. Um. And I walk in, and there's there's two exhibits. There's one of Victorian giants, I think it was called. So Cameron mm-hmm. and other people like that, you know, sort of that yep. sort of classic yep. uh, Victorian portraiture. And so I, I bought I bought it there. It was like say ten pounds for that, and it was eight eight or ten pounds for the other show, which I kind of barely looked at. But I was like, oh, I'll go see the camera stuff. So I give them ten pounds. I walk into the Cameron thing, and the Cameron thing is. Fine. I mean, I mean, there's some really nice stuff in there. It's really interesting. There's some backlit negative glass negatives they have and that kind of stuff. Mm, but it's, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. three, four rooms. But this kind of stuff you've seen a million times, right? Like, it's nice seeing it in real life, old prints, but it's not, it's not turning me on in any particular way, right? So I go outside and I didn't think I'd have a lot of time, which is why I just bought the one ticket as opposed to getting the joint ticket, which would have cost like 15 quid, which would have been to go see both of them. So... I go back to the desk and I ask the the guy, the lady like, "Hey, can I? I know I just paid for this, but can I upgrade this ticket so I can go see both of them?" And eventually, the guy comes around, hooks me up, charges me another five bucks, and I go into this this thing, Tacita Dean, mm-hmm. who uh, is and you know it's at the National Portrait Gallery, so they're they're the idea is that these are portraits, right? Right. And the expectation is the that expectation, yes, yeah. yeah. And what sure. what they are are these are, are a bunch of rooms with um films short films uh one of them that i actually watched all the way through was about 25 28 minutes or something um uh, with a guy named michael hamburger who is a who is a poet and like a critic like one of these like old guys who writes and talks and you know that kind of thing and uh one of them was uh uh of um uh uh uh, merce cunningham Performing John Cage. Oh yeah, sure. Music as movement. Yeah, so he, sure worked he, worked with Rauschenberg right. in, for years. So yeah. he just he just sat down and would sit in silence in a particular pose for whatever the John Cage thing suggested, like four minutes and twenty three seconds or whatever it is. And then the next movement, he'd move to a slightly different position and he'd sit there for whatever it is. And there's a guy counting down the last five seconds with a stopwatch with his hand, you know, like five, four, three, two, and then he like moves to the next thing. So hmm. it was like a 15 minute thing of that from like six different angles shown on all these projectors throughout the room. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, like kind of that trippy artsy stuff where you're like, okay, I get it, but okay. 
Um, <laughs> or I don't get it, but okay. But okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah oh, this, oh, this is what you want to do. Okay, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called Stillness, by the way. Six performances, six films. Um, and and all these different people, uh, a whole thing with Cy Twombly, uh, yep. one with David Hockney, where she's she's filming. It was like, I watched some of the Cy Twombly one. It's like, in the foreground is... Uh, you know, a, a little thing of uh, uh, ink or like a stapler or something like that. You know, he's behind it, out of focus, kind of mumbling to himself, talking about having to have a phone call with somebody, and he's talking to his assistant. Like these sort of very, hmm. you're sort of it's very sort of ephemeral. Yes, yeah. very yeah, dreamlike. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because I was seriously jet lagged at the time or what, but I'm sitting there and, and I'm like, wow, what is this? So. The mur- the the side Twombly one was very quiet. So, but I hear this booming voice coming from the room next the next door. So, I go over and I sit down, and I end up spending twenty nine minutes watching this guy Michael Hamburger, the Michael Hamburger, okay, the video, which looks like it was shot in nineteen seventy two because it's like sixteen millimeter film, very grainy, right. uh, right. wide screen, yeah, yellow cast, <laughs> yeah, like the whole thing. <laughs> And and yeah. this is an old guy sitting in an old British house. So it's, you know, you could imagine what it looks like, you know. And it is, Jeffrey, it is six or eight minutes of 20 or 30 second clips from his garden and his yard where the camera just sits there on sticks. Nothing's in the frame except for, you know, a flower in the foreground and a bee comes and lands and flies away. And there's trees swaying in the background. Cuts to another scene like that. Like this weird hypnotic thing. With this, with the noise of the outside just blaring through the speakers, you know, and you're like, "What is this?" Right? And you're trying to like it, figure it, it out. It sounds like it looks like B-roll from a from a nature, you know, like that, a documentary. That's or exactly something. that's exactly what it looked like. And then a few minutes so in, so why is that art? Well, well why, just wait, like, just wait. Okay. So right, a few right. minutes in, he starts being in these shots. He'd like walk into the shot, and they show him bending down, picking up an apple, putting it in his pocket, picking up another apple, throwing it in the woods. Picking an apple Seemingly off the tree. unaware that the camera is there. Yeah, I mean, obviously like he, he he's knew he's not it was playing there. to the camera. No, 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 not at all. This is sort of like yeah, I'm yeah. just going to film you doing what you do every day, right? It's this dude picking apples. So okay. he comes inside, and you're just like, "What is going on?" Right? And it cuts to this scene inside where he's got what look like 150 apples on the table, all organized by whatever type of apple they are. And it's this old British man picking up an apple and going, "Oh, this one's a russet apple." It's not very common in the shops anymore. And huh. uh, roasted apple, like like that, for a good mm, 10 minutes. Talking about the different apples on the table <laughs> and why one tastes better than the other and and that kind of stuff. There is a, uh, okay, so there's a, a piece well, of, okay, go, d- go ahead. You got you to gotta give me why this is in the National Portrait Gallery. Well, okay, so that's that's the thing. So, uh, if you if you go into the links in the show notes, there's two links. There's one yeah. which is the uh, show at the National Portrait Gallery uh, page, and then there is this other one, which is uh, 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 fvu.co.uk. Which I don't know what that is. Let's see what is what is actually fvu film something some film society fvu. Right, uh, right. And, That's the Tacita Dean. It's got a little clip from it. Right, 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 right. So if you scroll down to the bottom, you can watch the video, and that is like a two-minute clip of what I'm talking about. Now, here's the weird thing. You're right. Why is it there? Like, what is what is going on? But, Jeffrey, for 26 minutes, I was mesmerized. I couldn't – I couldn't st- – I was like, I don't know how long this thing is because I didn't look at the label before I walked in. I'm going to – I'm sitting all the way through until it loops around. Because like I just I don't even understand what this is, why it's here. You know, sort of that that the sort of the mystery of it was fascinating, and the feel of it, and it, it was like it was there were shots of through the window, and he walks into the frame like inside one of the windows and picks something up, and then just like walks out of the frame, and they just hold on the window for another ten seconds, and you're just like, what is this? It was like this. Is is it sort of like the visual equivalent of of that uh, that ASMR? It, yes, kind of thing. It, it, that's maybe what it felt like because I couldn't stop watching and somehow I feel like I got a better representation of what it's like to be in this man's house with him and his day-to-day life uh, than anything else I could imagine. Vis-a-vis a portrait. Yes. 
which is which wow. is why okay which is why i put it in here and why i'm bringing it up is like this this really fascinating thing of like no this isn't a standard portrait where we take a photo of somebody or even an interview with somebody because at no point is anyone talking except for him and he's just talking about these apples maybe she said tell me about the apples and he talked right, about and that apples. was it maybe yeah, yeah i don't even know maybe he just spontaneously started talking about the apples so in the clip that's in this this part is another section where he's talking about this other apple that a friend of his gave him and he really liked it and and it was really special because of the color of the apple and i i grew two trees from the pit of that one apple that my friend gave me and he since passed away and i wrote a poem about wait, his wait, death wait. yeah apples don't have pits Oh well, yeah, I think he said. Well, you know, the seeds inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I, right. I think I think he called it the pit of the. Th I don't know, whatever. Interesting. So okay. he grew okay. he grew two trees, and he's just like you know I I talked about this apple in the poem I wrote about my friend when he died, and I grew these two trees because then we I have a connection to my friend who gave me this apple. Like these like these really sort of intimate, but you know, keep your feelings to yourself, British kind of talking, yeah, kind of yeah. old guy kind of things. Let, let me ask you something. Has, has, the, has the experience given you any pause to how you approach portraiture? Yes, that's why. That's why I bring this up. It, it, I feel like I might want to start making video portraits because of this. Well, I mean, it, there's a there's a, a long tradition. I mean, you look, you've got the the Warhol video portraits. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hillman Curtis, uh, the great designer and filmmaker hillman curtis yep. uh made these like minute long video portraits where he would just dolly in on a subject and they they wouldn't say or do anything right but they they were on camera for like a minute two minutes yeah and remember it wasn't it a new york magazine or something did those things a few years ago of the of the famous people the celebrities remember they were they just right. dollied in they moved in with like a, a steady camera or whatever it is like on on people doing acting mm -hmm. you know where they're acting in real time but this was so it felt so incredibly intimate uh, watching this. And part of it was the fact that while some of the shots were really beautiful, well-composed, other ones were like, I don't know that I would have made that decision or he's out of focus the whole time or mm -hmm. whatever. And it almost felt like the, that she did not place the camera, that the cameras were always there and she just pulled film out of them. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like that. This is just, yeah. This is like, I'm I'm taking this from this point of view, and it's not like I put up a tripod and put a camera here. It's just that there was a thing always looking in this direction, and I'm just showing you a bit of its its experience over the last fifty years of sitting here. Well, and it's and it's curated too. I mean, she, she is pulling and assembling what she feels is most relevant or appropriate or or interesting or compelling whatever it is yeah so there there is this this idea of she still had to cull through uh you know hours of footage to get what she thought represented him yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. can you can you can you pull up the fvu page and just can you read uh the second paragraph for for the for its 28 minutes you're just better at reading than i am yep uh for its 28 minutes the film quietly observes the poet in his study and among the apple trees in his garden Sunlight dissolves the frames of the windows, the most insubstantial of thresholds between this home, only one room deep, and what lies outdoors. A rainbow marks its watery geometry in the sky, and the apples age upon the ground, shrunken and yet somehow becoming more intensely themselves. See, isn't it? It's like, oh, and then, then in the part now, where he minute. talks about wait his, a minute. Well, go ahead. Wait a minute. You, you are often the first guy to criticize exactly this type of prose. Oh, so, so I, I, I what totally, is it about this? Well, okay. I, I'm I would normally criticize that type of pose, but that is actually what it felt like to watch that movie. <laughs> I just, it's, huh. it's, it, it, without being able to show it to you, I was just letting you read that because it like gives you some idea of how it felt watching it. And then even in it, it, when he's talking about his friend in the poem, he wrote Jeffrey, he pulls out the book and like reads the poem that he wrote about his friend who died. And so you wow. have this like really, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was this really personal, intense thing. And I, I, I'm having a hard time even describing why it was such a shift. I think it's because it wasn't what I was expecting to see, you know, cause I'm at the national portrait gallery. I figured I'd walk in and see stills, 
you know. Right. And and these very sort of, uh, uh, I don't know, typically uh, British representations kind of right, things. Right, you know, right, like, right. Like what you, you have this in your head of what to expect. Right. And what do I get? I get, you know, 28 minutes of meditation on a guy I've never heard of, who maybe I should have, so excuse me, poet people, you know, people are into poetry. Um, mm-hmm. And, and and have some really sad sense of this man's life. And it turns out this thing was filmed in uh, in like 1990 or uh, 2007. So it's not even like it's old. Remember I said it felt like it was from the 70s. Right, you know? right, right, right. It's not even that old. So it's like this weird, I don't know, it's, it's, it's made me think a lot about, I mean, sure, the kind of portraits I take, the stuff that I do for commercial work for work, well, obviously, I'm not going to suddenly start doing 28 minute long films, you know, for, for those. People. No, but but but, but, as but a, one but could as a, argue that that you're doing variations of the same thing. Sure. Whereas yeah. this seems a, a, a quite a, a big departure for you. Well, it, 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 it's it's like it's like a, a new branch off the tree. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll uh, invest in one of those maybe new this black is your magic challenge. cameras and try it. Yeah, although this this is a lot of you know I mean these things are obviously a lot of work a piece, but yeah, right, yeah. Um, but so even any, just a, a a straightforward video portrait, maybe oh, that's sure. a yeah, maybe yeah. that's something that that and that, and I've played with that a yeah. little bit before. What 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 made this more interesting to me is that it didn't feel like she was really reacting; she was just observing, and I found hmm. that that was really she wasn't lighting it; she wasn't. It was just. The space she would, you know, because there were things that were blown out, or when clouds go overhead and it goes down two stops, and then it opens up again and it flares. You know, it was just right. It was just what it was, and I just, I just found that fascinating. And then, if if you'll indulge me just one minute, I, I, yeah, sure. I walked around the corner, and I went to the National Gallery, of course, because you know you got to go to the National Gallery, and um, you know, I, I found a bunch of the paintings that I wanted to see in there, and I didn't realize, you know, the Van Eck. Van Eyck, uh, the marriage one with the, you know, the mirror on the wall behind yep, it. Yep. 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 That one's there. And for some reason I never realized that that's there. And so I just go and I'm standing six inches from it, like looking at the detail and the dress and the, and the fur mm. on the thing. And I was like, Oh my God. And they have this Caravaggio and they had like all this amazing stuff that I was like, Oh, right. That's here, you know, walking around. Um, so yeah, I had this really great, like hour and a half long, Museum time yesterday. Uh, kind of when you get back, yeah. speaking of museum time, when you get back, uh, there is a fantastic Cezanne exhibit now at the National Ga- or, uh, uh, yeah National Gallery. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna uh... and it's it's terrific. Uh, and we've talked about Cezanne before, uh, <laughs> and in contrast to Picasso, where Cezanne didn't sign a lot of his work because he never thought they were finished. Right. Uh, and and you see that, and these some of them are signed, but a good portion of them have no signature on them. Uh, is uh, I wonder if they have any of the card players there while they're while it's there. I'll have to look. Um, yeah. So definitely, if you can, yeah, you yeah, can get I'll, down here next I, time, I, come visit. I will certainly make do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I just thought it was it was just really it kind of it hit me from a new angle which is always kind of fun and surprising right yeah like there's the thing has this like. been uh has this been more let's see how can i say it has this affected you, the way you think about portraiture more and or differently than anything in recent memory yeah maybe yeah yeah i mean it's it's you know i i feel like we're always you and i and i guess everybody is always looking for things that inspire them or make them look at things a different way or, you know, that kind of thing. And, Mm -hmm. and, and as much as you can look for it, I don't think that you can necessarily just because you're looking for it doesn't mean you're going to find it. And well, I think that's to the contrary. You weren't looking for this. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like in some ways something kind of hitting me from out of the blue has far more impact than when I'm like, Oh, I want to go get inspired. I was like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I'll just walk into this thing that I know nothing about. And, Holy crap. Now, it also feels like if you suddenly turned on the TV at two in the morning because you couldn't sleep and this thing was on PBS or something like that, you'd just be staring at it going, what is this crap? <laughs> right? Because I mean, it's just, it's so odd. So does, does the context of the museum give it validity? That is, that is my other question because it's also, you know, on a, on, a, on a 16 millimeter loop, you know, those like fancy projectors. So it's, right, you have the sound right. of the projector like in the background. Yeah, which does change things. And you're mm-hmm. in a black box room, 
right? You know what I mean? And you, and you, you, you're, you know, it's like, it's so dark when you walk in, you don't see where the chairs are and you trip over them, you know, that kind of dark huh. sort of, uh, uh, gallery kind of thing. And you're, it's, it's so outside of any sort of normal environment because it's completely isolated, which is something that you generally don't have rooms with photographs or paintings where there's only one painting or one photograph per room. Right. Right. It's like a lot of stuff on the walls and you end up going from one to the other. Your eye flirts this way or that way, or it's visual overload or whatever the thing is. Um, Let me ask you this. Do you, do you think Bill, you would have the same kind of reaction to it? If, if somebody say sent you a link and said, Oh, you got to check this out. No. Or is it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, I may, I may have also liked it, but you know, and I'll go one further. If if I saw this at MoMA and not here, does the fact that I'm here in a foreign country, you know, change mm. the way I see it? Because I'm, you know. You, well, and you, you have an expectation around what's being curated for MoMA. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Although yeah, yeah. this is certainly the kind of thing that could be at someplace like MoMA. So hmm. it, but, but, but the fact that it was here and, and, and it was of this British guy which is already uh, has a foreign feel about it. Just the countryside is different and whatnot. Anyway, it was, it was just this very odd thing that I just thought I'd share with you. Cause it was, uh, go when you get a chance and watch the two minutes of him talking about this. Yeah. Uh, about his friend in this apple and you'll get a taste of what it was to watch this thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's yeah, I'm curious to see how this works its way into, either new work or will it inform how you even see stills in your current work? Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing about something like this is that I, there, I mean, the person who made this, uh, uh, Tacita, I mean, obviously she has stuff at, a, at the national portrait gallery. I'm sure she's getting grant money to do it. And she's like this known person and all that stuff, but this is not the kind of thing you make money doing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this is, this is, mm-hmm. this is very much art for art's sake. Um, uh, Tacita Dean, uh, born 1965. Uh, Tacita Charlotte Dean, O-B-E-R-A, is an English visual artist who works primarily in film. She's one of the young British artists, was a nominee for the Turner Prize in 98, and was elected to the Royal Academy of Arts in 2008. Right. So kind of a monster. Yeah, no, no, no. She's a serious heavy, which is why this is kind of interesting, too, because I know nothing about it, but and yet it's kind of fascinating. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know where I'm going with that. Just to say it was this kind of interesting thing. And uh, if you're in London, go see this thing. Cause it's kind of weird. I sometimes I wish that with something like this, where it is film, it is video, right? There's nothing stopping her or anybody else from putting that somewhere that other people could see it. You know what I mean? Sure. She could throw up a 30 minute video on YouTube. Easily. Exactly. Or Vimeo or something. And, and, yeah, sure. And, I mean, I guess that's a larger question for another time, but there is this element of how, you know, is that just uh, uh, the art world's own sort of hang ups about sharing too much or wanting to get paid for stuff or it's lowbrow if it's shared online you know, or whatever the thing is. But I feel like instead of affecting 20,000 people, you could affect 20 million people. And that, you mm-hmm. know, and, and isn't that ultimately what this is all about? I don't know. I just, it's, it's interesting. And I, I wish I, this is as much as I could find anywhere to, to share with you guys. So, right, um, right. but anyway, no, good find, good find. Just kind of fun. Um, let's, uh, let's do a little quick thing about fresh books before we, uh, move on to some ask OTP and ephemera. Is that all right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Here, let me take a hit of my Lucozade yeah. sport orange drink. Right. Mm. That's as one does before they, read about fresh. saving 172,000 hours a year <laughs> with fresh books. That's 192,000 hours a year. Right. Buster. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, uh, our friends with yeah. FreshBook make ridiculously easy cloud accounting software that saves you up to 192 hours a year of your precious time. Make sure that you use FreshBooks for invoicing, tracking expenses, and getting paid online. There are good friends up in Toronto. I think they're in Toronto. They're somewhere in Ontario, I think, Canada. Uh, And FreshBooks has drastically reduced the time it takes for over 10 million people to deal with their business paperwork. And if that's not 
uh, enough incentive. The FreshBooks platform is rebuilt from the ground up. They've taken simplicity and speed to an entirely new level and added powerful new features. Oh, and if you're doing the math, that works out to two working days per month that you get to save to do more of what you want to do, like interviewing people uh, in your town or listening to a guy talk about apples. Um, <laughs> if you, Both of which are riveting radio. <laughs> you can send clean, professional-looking invoices in about 30 seconds. It's very, very easy. With literally two clicks, you can set yourself up to receive payments online. Uh, you can take pictures of your receipts on your phone using the FreshBooks mobile app and make claiming your expenses a million times easier. Uh, just add them to invoices, get your, uh, get your clients to pay for them. Uh, FreshBooks has been completely redesigned from the ground up, as I said, and custom-built for the way that you work. Get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, get paid quickly, which you get to do because you get you get notification centers like your personal assistant, so you always know what's changed in your business since you last logged on. What needs to be dealt with pronto, like overdue invoices, which FreshBooks takes care of you takes care of for you because it lets you uh, you don't have to have that awkward conversation with your client. They automate late payment email reminders, so you can spend more time working and less time, you know, arguing with your clients. Uh, multiple multiple currency invoicing. So if you are, you know, uh, Ali, who's going to assist me tomorrow on a shoot, uh, you know, he could send an invoice over and we can get paid in, in pounds sterling. Uh, and if you have any problems at all, FreshBooks award-winning customer service is amazingly helpful, super friendly, and they have zero attitude. Plus, a real live person usually answers in three rings or less. They're really great. So go check them out. Uh, if you're listening to this and not using FreshBooks yet, now would be the time to try. FreshBooks is offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial for all of our listeners. No credit card required. All you have to do go is go to freshbooks.com slash ontakingpictures. That's freshbooks.com slash ontakingpictures. And enter ontakingpictures in the how did you hear from us section. And uh, we thank FreshBooks very much for the support of ontakingpictures and 5 by 5 Yes. Hey, did you see? Did you see the this uh, these people who took an old brownie and, and stuck a, a, a camera sensor in it with a with yeah, a Raspberry I mean, that's, Pi? That's, that's that's kind of the the other side of that eight by ten thing that we talked about. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I was last week. I was talking to somebody about that eight by ten the other day. Oh, it was it was uh, Adam who I was at a, a this guy's studio on Thursday shooting. I, I rented a friend's studio. And he mm -hmm. was saying that that the guy who has that generally uses it more as almost like a Polaroid to get the exposure and everything right, and then puts film in. Huh. Which is kind of interesting. It's, it's a a little bit overkill. Yeah. Yeah. And a little expensive to uh, to just check out your exposure. <laughs> I, I, Light meter. I, yeah. I, <clears throat> uh, bracket. <clears throat> <laughs> Yeah. Wow, we're jerks. Hey, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, Fuji recently released a new update to uh, so like a firmware cameras? update, right? Okay. For the XT2. For the I new one. XT2. And it, it's it's interesting to me that that there is this this dichotomy of of how companies approach and they talk about Sony in particular in this article where, you know, Fuji famously uh, supports their cameras for years after release and, and, you know, gives new features and, and improves functionality for, for, you know, free basically, because right. you can just download these updates. Sure. And they, they talked to Sony about it and Sony was basically said, yeah, we'd rather release new cameras all the time. Right. Right. You know, uh, like, like, like their thing was, you know, our goal is to increase market share. So we're going to be more aggressive about releasing new cameras. Well, Whereas, a lot of people would rather have the new camera rather than the new features on the old. Camera. Well, that that's what I'm getting at. So would would you feel would you feel like a new camera with this new feature set is is a better tool or a more uh oh gosh Oh God, what's the word I'm trying to find? Um, is, is it is it better because it's an, a, a completely new piece of hardware, right? Or if if they released a firmware update that gave you the same features, sure. do you see what I'm trying uh, to get? Yeah, at? yeah. I, I personally would rather have my camera company give me new feet. I'd rather have a camera out for two or three years and have new features added by firmware than mm -hmm. three cameras come out three times in a row. 
Like right. my camera now, my camera came out in what, 2014. Uh, I, there are features that aren't in the firmware that I really wish were in the firmware that mm-hmm. my camera is so rare that it's not like anybody's going to go hack it and, and make a, a new firmware for it. But the ones right. like the, the, what's the, what's the thing for the cannons that everyone uses? Uh, oh, the magic lantern, magic lantern, like yeah. stuff like that, where it's like, okay, you know, we need more video specific features and zebra stripes and whatever. It's like, okay, yeah, we could totally do that. Like this thing's powerful enough. We're just going to hack this firmware and make this work. For example, like right. I would love on my camera uh, in live view if I could basically crop in live view. So if I want to shoot square, just crop my image square and save a square DNG and just show me square on the screen in the back. Like right. or right, lines right. In, lines in the viewfinder or whatever whatever the whatever tools and whatever. And it's not an option. You just you shoot full frame and then you crop later. I would love to be able to have that. And and mm-hmm. th- it's one of the reasons why at one point I was thinking about going Nikon even when I was Canon because Canon had that feature. Or I mean Nikon had that feature rather. Right. So so Yeah, it's just it's yeah. an interesting approach. And then you then you've got Pentax, which is sort of in the middle. You can send them your K one. Right. And they'll put a new main they'll board upgrade, in it. They'll upgrade the yeah, the whole Yeah, thing, and yeah. send it back as a K one two, which right, is right. I mean, that's another sort of level of it. I don't know. It just, it feels really strange. I mean, it's, I, I mean, all of these cameras are competing for, for less and less, sure. you know, fewer and fewer dollars. Basically. I, uh, as somebody who is, feels like he's getting old and, and is tired of seeing stuff just get thrown out. Um, I would rather use stuff for longer and have it get better via software. I think it's a, it's mm-hmm. a better thing for our planet. I think it's a better thing commercially. I think it allows more of that camera to get out on the market so that it's it's a thing that lasts longer you can get used ones later you know what i mean that kind of thing um mm-hmm. i think canon does a pretty good job with the 5ds because those are out for three or four years before they put out a new one um and and th- they add some firmware features but fuji's like adds new film simulations and it'll add autofocus features and whatever the question yeah. is whether or are they completely are they re- new features right, right right you know are they releasing the camera though knowing that they're going to add stuff later and they didn't have time to do it and then they're saying oh see this new feature we added even though re- basically they just killed it from the release because they couldn't fit it in or whatever yeah i mean it it feels like there certainly is some of that yeah. you know in in one of the recent in fact maybe even been the most recent update for the x pro 2 they added 4k video Right. Which right, right, right. not only did it, it like it, it didn't, it wasn't just a refinement of an existing feature. It was a completely new feature. Right. Right. You right, know, right. or the ability to focus bracket or, or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. I, I find that kind of fascinating. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know which, which method is more viable. I guess it's personal taste. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think it. Um, I I hope that it goes more in the Fuji direction going forward. It's one of the reasons yeah. why I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the Sony cameras beyond the interface. It just it feels like they're a big electronics company just trying to make as many cameras as they can. Um, mm-hmm. And there's something like ah, you know, the cameras aren't objects anymore. They're just this disposable box, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I yeah. kind of wish it would go in the other direction. Uh, but, but you know, whatever. I'm an old guy. What do I know? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> you want to take a quick uh, ask OTP question and then we can. Uh... Yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Right, you want uh, to read this? this one comes from listener Matt Mortensen. Yeah. Who writes in and says, uh, question for you. Does your love for photography wax and wane over the course of a year? Each winter for the past nine years, I have almost sworn off photography only for the spring to arrive and have my mind explode with new ideas for lighting setups and streetscapes I want to capture. This may be due to the long winters in Minnesota, but I feel like it's probably a more widespread phenomenon. Do you experience this? Any tips on how to sustain the love over seasonal dry spells? Sounds like Matt's got a little seasonal affective disorder. Perhaps. Um, sure. Um, or, or at least... I, I have had this happen. For me, it's less the time of year and more smaller periods inside that I don't, you know, like, you know, I'll, I'll go up and down where I'm like, ugh, these all suck. And then, oh, these are all pretty good. And all these suck. And all these are pretty good. You know, uh, I'll definitely bounce around. Usually my thing, my period's like three weeks or so from top mm-hmm. to bottom to top again. Um, 
it, it for me it's less of a seasonal thing or rather i um i mean it's annoying because like in the in the winter time say oh the sun goes down really early and it's really cold outside so i mean there's those sort of limitations that, that he's kind of talking about over in where do you say minnesota yeah um yeah and then in the summertime you know it's super hot whatever it is uh but i can tell you that i've been carrying around my camera here and i've been taking a lot of pictures just of london just because you know uh there are a billion pictures of london i don't need to take more and i just kind of want to like be in the city but um i could imagine being someplace like this and and sort of the high that i'm on just being here in the nice weather i you know this could be like oh this is exciting you know um do you i mean i mean your work goes up and down i mean you and i both suffer from frustration and depression and boredom and all the, all the things we've talked mm -hmm. about for 700 hours. Um, right. Do, do, do you notice that yours has, has a particular uh, size to it or frequency? I mean, not, not really. That's, that's a cyclical thing that I could, that I could say happens year in, year out. Right. Um, this year was the first time that I, I actually went out in the snow a couple of times. Well, it only snowed a couple of times, but I went out and, and photographed in the snow Yep. And despite not having the right kit for it, I made it work and I found it really enjoyable and I found it to be a different type of experience and it, it, it yielded different results. I mean, certainly the photos were more sort of austere and, yeah. and, and contemplative, but I, I found that that was interesting and exciting to me to the point where I'm now looking forward to the next time it snows because I'd, I, I saw things, I saw glimpses of things in those photographs, those few photographs that I took that I want to explore a little deeper themes or yeah. techniques. Um, so you, I, you know, I don't go ahead. Uh, do, do you think that the, um, I, I wonder if, 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 yeah, but that was interesting to you because it so rarely snows there and you didn't grow up with a lot of snow, right? It's sort of a, a, little bit of novelty in snow where you are absolutely yeah, yeah right, absolutely right, 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 right um yeah it's interesting but what, what about wait what about your kit is not really made for that what what uh what part of you shot film didn't well, you when you were out there or were you shooting the no the I, sh I shot with my x-pro oh, okay, uh right. my x-pro is not not only is it not weatherproof it's not weather resistant <laughs> i mean it's, oh, I see. you know so there's there's nothing about it that really is is um you know, built for that kind of weather. Sure. But I really enjoyed it despite, you know, the time that I was, you know, the limited time I was out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, the street stuff, I mean, that's, that's mostly what I shoot is architecture and details and, right. and, and things like that. But I will tell you that living here, the idea of, of um, like micro four thirds for that extra, that extra, you know, 0.5% reach that you get, um, for shooting like birds and wildlife. It, I, I think the environment has a lot to do with how and what we shoot. And here, uh, I've got, you know, DC on one hand. So there, there, that satisfies the street itch. Yeah. Uh, but then there's this whole sort of woodsy foresty aspect of it that, that is a completely different environment than I've ever shot in. And it, and it, every time I, I get my feet wet and go out there, I think to myself, wow, I could do this. This is really, sure. it's challenging because it's, it's not a way that I normally see. It's not a way that I normally shoot. Um, but I could see where, where, when you do nail that, that shot of, of, you know, an Eagle or an Osprey or, 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 you know, something like that, where you just, you get this tremendous sort of feeling of accomplishment about it because those things move fast. They're hard to find. They're elusive. It's you know? a hunting. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah sure yeah 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 it's um and getting your feet wet is is not metaphorical you literally get your feet wet yeah when you're walking yeah. around in the snow but in, in terms of waxing and waning over the course of a year it doesn't happen it waxed and you know i, I took a decades long break from photography right uh but since i started up again gosh back in 2006 around there that's right. when i kind of started shooting again um you know it hasn't left me so sure yeah yeah so there it is um yeah i mean my difference is that i make money from pictures so even if i'm not in the mood to shoot i have to shoot because i gotta pay the rent you know um, right so there are times when i don't 
feel really all that excited about photography, but I'm shooting for work. But usually, um, I, but I, but I've never felt like I didn't want to do it. It's just whether or not I'm really excited or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I've never really put it down. I get that way about music sometimes, um, listening to and making music. So yeah, it's a good question. Uh, Matt, let me think about it some more. Cause I have, I might have some more thoughts when I'm more lucid. Um, Jetliners. Oh yeah, we'll all we'll all wait for that. <laughs> uh, all right, so hey, uh, photographer of the week this week. Photographer of the week. Uh, this is a good one, I, uh, and this just kind of came out of nowhere. Why don't you Why don't you hook this up? Uh, Jim Krantz is our Jim Krantz, of the week, who uh, you know. Let me pull up. I mean, you come on. You you've got to know this kind of hits me where I live, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Especially certain segments of his work. I think are particularly yeah. are are particularly Sidorian. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, Jim Crantz, a lot of cowboys, a lot of, of yeah. big yeah, yeah. sort of John Ford esque landscape shots. And if you don't know who John Ford is, go Google John Ford and go watch The Searchers. Um, I don't understand though how uh, you get these pictures of of running horses that close up. You know, it's pretty I mean, amazing. Maybe it's super super long lens. Maybe, I guess so. And you're up high on a on a on a truck or on a horse yourself, you know. Yeah, I mean that, that's it feels yeah, maybe up close you're, and personal. Some of them. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, uh, he does lifestyle stuff. He does some action stuff, and this is just in his stills regular portfolio. But the 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 way of the West stuff, especially, uh, mm-hmm. is is really speaks to uh, something that I that I am certainly not good at, you know. Uh, for right. what it's worth. Um, and it's, it's always fun looking at people who do work that, that you don't do. And you go, I have no idea how they do that. I mean, getting back to the yeah. 30 thing or whatever, it's just like, ah, like I don't. And, and maybe they look at what you do and think, I don't understand how he does that. You know, a lot of these are also feel like multiple exposures. Have you noticed that mm-hmm. there's sort mm-hmm. of a lot of, uh, this or reflections. Yeah. I can't tell. A lot of it feels like, like a Marlboro commercial, right? Yes. You yeah, know, yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of, you yeah. know, really sort of typical sort of classic view of the American West silhouettes of cowboys roping, you know, horses and cattle and that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And the uh, colors, just getting the colors that way. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, may I read a little bit about him? Sure. Go ahead. Uh, for Jim Crantz, this is from his about page from Jim Crantz. Photography has been a way of life. Uh, his work brings to life strength and energy of his subjects. His range and versatility are his forte working with ease and demanding and uh, in demanding and ever-changing conditions jim has devoted much of his career to photographing the american west capturing some of the most iconic images on the subject uh, what it's the way iconic. he wrote it you don't like the word iconic no i don't like when people use it about themselves you ah, you, you okay. don't get to use that word about yourself yeah 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 well maybe his pr person said it but go ahead yeah. Anyway, um, it is his eye for the extraordinary and the ordinary that has earned him a successful career as a sought-after commercial artist working both nationally and internationally. Yep. Yeah, that, that's... Uh, maybe go, I'll do an iteration about that. Go, to look, at, go look in his project section, though. Some of those are really nice. Uh, it's kind of neat the way he's done it, too, where he can show a bunch of pieces of work at once kind of thing. Well, I mean, this is something that we kind of go back to again and again. This is sort of the antithesis of of the Instagram generation where it is yeah. a single image at a time. Yeah. And I think there is value uh, in seeing series of images. Oh, look at that Hollywood sign. My friend Mark, yep. his father designed all that structural framework. That's oh, holding... I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go look yeah, at the first is... picture of the matador or whatever it is in the portrait section. The guy with the cape next to the door. Beautiful. Uh, the cape next to the door. I think it's the first picture in the portrait section of portfolio. Really beautiful. Oh, sorry. I was on projects. Yeah, sorry. Right. Wrong page. His site uh, loads really slow. Have you noticed that? Uh, yeah, and I'm on kind of slow Wi-Fi, so it's even slower here. Yeah, uh, portrait. It's, it's it's Jeffrey. It's it's running off like a Commodore VIC twenty in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody forgot to On pay 50, their AOL 50, bill. Fifty six K modem. Right, right. It's a BBS. 
Uh, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's right. great. Very Beautiful. sort of classic, uh, you know, 1950s. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like a Fellini film or something. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. So the guy obviously knows what he's doing. I, th- I, I mean, I think his portraits are lovely, but I think that his the more lifestyle stuff where people are moving in action is like really mm-hmm. where, where mm-hmm. he eats. The, the West stuff reminds me of, do you know a guy named uh, David Stockline? Stockline? David Stockline? Stockline? I don't know that I do. Um, another kind of uh, uh, commercial slash fine art shooter. Um, but some of his stuff that he's done in the West reminds me you know, oh, I see of that. this yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That, that same up. kind of lighting. He's he's dragging the shutter. You know, so similar kind of look and feel. Dragging the shutter. Yeah, yeah. Let me put up. Uh, yeah, let me. I read uh, about that in a book somewhere. Dragging the shutter. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, did you? <laughs> oh, what book would that be, Jeffrey? Of course, of course I wrote the book, yeah. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> Let me put a link to the show notes, Jim's site here, and let me find. I also have uh, Stuckling uh, photography. I think Krantz's stuff is actually even stronger than the other guys. Yeah, yeah, uh, in, 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 yeah. They're they're different. They're different sides. I think of the same the same kind of coin. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, Jim Krantz. So go check that guy out. Really good stuff, Jim. If you're listening, well done, you. Yep. I don't think he is though. He might you be. You never know. Who knows? You yeah, never no. know. We have enough. We got a lot of listeners. Yeah, we got enough listeners. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, I got to go meet up with my assistant, so let's wrap this up today. But uh, I'll be back in New York on Saturday, so we'll be back in normal times on for, Tuesday for three three one six. So come on back, won't you? Yeah. Uh, if you want to get hold of us, podcast it on takingpictures.com. dot com. Uh, 347-687-9411. We'll leave us a voicemail. We always love voicemails. And if you want to leave us an Ask OTP question, you can send it to the email or you can leave us a voicemail or uh, you could always uh, tweet at us, uh, at Bill Wadman, at Jeffrey Sidoris. Uh, and we're those things on the the Instagrams too. And yep. um, go buy Jeffrey's book at his website, uh, photographybytheletter.com. And I think that's it for now, right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Go uh, go make it a good week and you safe travels. Thank you. See you when you get back. Yeah, I will I will be back uh, soon and uh, I think after I have my little meeting I might go to the British Museum and see the Elgin Marbles today. Uh now are you a fan of like the shooters or do you prefer the Steelies? Ha 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 ha, uh... ha marbles. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Well, you know, when I was a kid, it was a little late for marbles. But I guess when you were born. Oh, come on. Ah. I loved playing marbles when I <laughs> Did was you a really? kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, I never yeah. played marbles. My grandfather and I would play marbles. He was amazing. Would you make a pit and, like, do the whole thing? I just, yeah, you draw a circle. and But he was, like, you know, another another story for another time. But he, he anything that was geometry, like, he was fantastic at pool. Oh, he was I a see. pool hustler when he was younger. It's so, all about I mean, the, the angles, just, Jeffrey. Yeah, the guy knew what he was doing. Uh, all right, so go enjoy <laughs> London. Thanks. Um, and maybe you'll get to hook up with with uh, yeah some listeners some, on uh, some Thursday, listeners. Thursday night. So I, I will I'll put a thing. I think uh, I think we have a place in mind, which I think is. Let me see if I can pull it up real quickly here. Open up. I will Twitter's. I will send a message to uh, to a couple people that I know and see if they want to drop by and hassle you. Uh, that could that could be fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, yeah. Toby says uh, the spice of life, Six More Street. I think is where we're gonna go on Thursday. So okay, um, if that's at all useful. Do that, and uh, we'll talk to you guys in a few days. Yep. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Bye. See you.
say, say what you wanna say, I know what you will say, will you?